Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brendan C. Adams, and on today's show, we have John Lee Dumas, who is the founder and host of EO Fire, which is an award-winning podcast show which airs seven days a week. EO Fire was awarded Best of iTunes because of his commitment. John has interviewed over 1,500 people. He has learned a lot. He's interviewed people such as Tony Robbins, Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, Barbara Corkin, Tim Ferriss, Brian Tracy, myself, and the list goes on. In this show, JLD talk about, first off, when we first met each other 17 months ago, we have become pretty good friends through podcasting, through the Freedom Journal, and now working on the Mastery Journal. But in this show, you're going to learn about podcasting. He's going to share with you everything he's learned in the podcasting world. He talks about if he was going to start a podcast show tomorrow, if he started from scratch, he shares what he would do differently. He shares some of the valuable things he's learned from podcasting beyond the things he's learned from making money, but what he's learned from his guests and what you can learn from it too. He, he talks about how he's been able to scale his podcast show, and then we go into the Freedom Journal, what that had resulted in, and now the Mastery Journal, which is a pretty awesome book, which is on Kickstarter right now. Check it out. You go to themasteryjournal.com and get your Mastery Journal today. You can also get a pack with the Mastery Journal and Freedom Journal together, but this show is a must listen. If you want to start a podcast show, if you want to learn from the best, I mean, this guy's had over 1,500 shows air. This is a guy to learn from. Let's jump right into the show with JLD. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brendan C. Adams, and on today's show, we have my buddy JLD. What's going on, man? Brandon T. Adams, or as I like to say, BTA, JLD is in the house. What's up, brother? What's up, man? You know, I was, I was looking back, you know, I was getting ready for this interview, and you know, I, we met, I, I looked at the timeline, it was 17 months ago, and I had you come on my podcast show, it was like July 31st. You remember that? Like when when you came on my show, I was in a garage in <laughs> California, about to go on another show, and I was like on the pure grind on a TV tour, and you came on, and it took like three months to to land you to come on the show because you had a lot of things going on, and I know you're a busy guy, and you didn't know me at that time, but I never forget when we first met. So we we went on, you came on the show, and one thing that I do, which I think all podcasters should do, is try to gain a good relationship with the people that come on your show. And for me. I'm always trying to make some kind of business deal, and I found out that you were going to potentially do a crowdfunding campaign. We ended up connecting after, and what do you know? We launched the Freedom Journal, which $453,000 in 33 Ooh. days. Man, that was a ride, right? It was, and what's crazy is when you said 17 months, I literally did like a double take because <laughs> – like the internet world can be crazy where obviously time goes fast and time flies. We all know that. Yeah. It's true. But in the internet world, like I feel like we graduated high school together. Like that's Aww. how long I feel like we've known each other. Like I, I've been out to visit it, you yeah. in Iowa. Like you've been out to my place multiple times. I mean, we talk 
a lot and I'm like 17 months like I feel like I feel like Brandon and I like grew up together <laughs> I know and it's it is funny how time flies so I mean we did the the campaign together then you came to Iowa which you're like where's Iowa you came to Iowa and you spoke at our event and then flew out there Chris and I were just out there for filming for Mastery Journal which by the way anybody listening like what's the link to your pad for in Puerto Rico what's the link eofire.com slash crib oh my like literally infinity <laughs> pool the I mean oh you gave me the best bedroom overlooking the best view we, <laughs> I, it was heaven man like you were trying to convince me to go move there and you were you thought about it <laughs> yeah I mean the fact that taxes there aren't so bad either like Puerto Rico is pretty pretty baller and it it was fun I don't know we've had a lot of good times man but let's let's get into some of the things the audience wants to know and I want to talk about podcasting because obviously, I mean, you have EO Fire, you have a daily podcast show, which is nuts. I mean, every single day a show is going out. You've built up over a million listeners. I mean, what is the at now? 1.3 million? Yeah, well, we're actually, we just broke 2 million listens for the first time in a month. <laughs> so that, was, that was a blast. So, I mean, no big deal. You got that going on and you've built a multi-million dollar business out of it. Podcasters Paradise and also, which we'll talk about later for the Freedom Journal and now the Mastery Journal. But let's first start in, and this is something I know, but I want the others to know, why did you get into podcasting? What, what was your driver? Like, were you just curious on, you want to interview people? You wanted to ask them questions? What was your reason? It was honestly scratching my own itch. And I think what's important, because you hear a lot of people saying that, but we have a lot of itches. You know, you walk outside, if you keep your eyes open and your ears like attuned, you're going to see a lot of problems in the world. You're going to see a lot of issues, a lot of voids that can and probably should be filled. And guess what? You should not fill 99.9% of them because it's just not what you should be doing. What you should do is keep those eyes and ears open. And then when you find that one void, that that one niche that you're just like, ah, oh, there, there, there really needs to be that. Then you should be interested in saying, okay, what's the next step that I can take to look at the possibility of filling that void? And that's what it was for me for podcasting. I mean, I, I was, you know, 32 years old. I was complaining about a lot of stuff in the world. You know, I had a job I didn't like, this and that. I mean, I could have done a million things because there's just a million problems in the world and there always will be. But I really took that 99.9% to heart and just tossed out all of that. And I found that 0.1% that I was like, you know what? I want as a consumer to listen to a daily podcast. And I know there's not one, um, but I know there should be because I drive to work every day. Most people do. You know, I'm hitting the gym. I'm going for walks where, where I like to consume free, valuable um, consistent, targeted, on-demand content, which is exactly what a podcast is. And I said, well, I, I actually could do this because I, I like talking. You know, I kind of have, you know, the the gab gene. You know, I'm a type yeah. A personality. I'm an extrovert. Like, I don't have a problem jumping on a call with Tim Ferriss. Now, again, I was nervous, but uh, I didn't have a problem jumping on a call with him and having a 35-minute conversation with somebody that I had been admiring for four years. And And so I knew that this was the 0.1% of things that I could look into doing. And I did it, you know, so back in 2012, late uh, 2012, I launched EO Fire as the first and only daily podcast interviewing successful entrepreneurs. And guess what? I was ready to quit if after six months or a year, it just wasn't working for any number of unknown reasons. But it worked, it clicked, it grew. And, you know, now here we are when we're talking well over 1,500 episodes uh, to date, well over 40 million listens to date, and it's a multi-million dollar a year business. So when you first got started, I mean, yes, it's always tough, and that's a struggle. I mean, a lot of people, they go for six, eight months, and they don't see the needle going. They don't see them listeners going up, and they, some of them quit. 
Yeah. It's tough. You got to be persistent. But what were some of the creative ways you promoted your podcast show in the early stages? Because everybody's wondering, how do you get new and noteworthy? How do you build up your audience? What are some hacks that people can use if they're looking to start their own podcast show? Well, by the way, on your point, you know, some people should quit, to be honest with you, because it's it's not working and there's other areas and things you can try until you find something that does work for you as an individual. Because frankly, so much luck is involved with entrepreneurs. And I can say that with 100% confidence, having interviewed now well over 1,500, luck plays a major role. And for me, launching a podcast in 2012 was lucky because if I launch EO Fire in January of 2017, I'm telling you, it's not going to be nearly as successful as it was launching it five years ago when podcasting was just starting to, to swell, to use kind of an ocean wave reference. You know, right now, the crest has, has, has broken and the, and the waves are crashing. And guess what? There's still a ton of opportunities and success in podcasting. And I don't want to discourage anybody from doing it because it's an amazing, amazing opportunity. But there was a lot of luck involved for me. I was able to be one of those first movers and have that first mover advantage and get a lot of momentum early on that's allowed me to build the business that I have that I might not have had I launched three, four, five years later. But you know, some things that I did do that anybody can do today that I, is still very relevant is if you're an interview-based podcast and you're interviewing successful entrepreneurs or social media or whoever it might be, guess what? you're probably interviewing them because they've done something right, which means they probably have listeners, admirers, followers. Make sure you use them in your marketing plan. And I use the word use, but you know, I think the word should actually be include them in your marketing plan. I mean, I get emails all the time from people that say, hey, John, you know, by the way, thanks for being on my podcast. You know, it, it went live a month ago. And I was like, whoa, like, I, I would have shared that with my audience had I known it went live, but you know they just didn't even let me know, and, I, and I'm not following them. So what's key is for me, and I do this every day, and I, I've done this every day since I launched, is the first email that goes out of my inbox every single morning is to my guest whose interview went live, and I say, Brandon, your interview just went live on EO Fire. Here's all the links, you know, the direct download link, the Twitter link, whatever it might be. Like here's the links to promote your show on other channels if you so choose, and I make it easy for them. I make the the Facebook link, a one-click share. You know, I just have everything in line so that I'm letting them know and I'm making it easy for them to share with their audience, which gives EO Fire a new set of ears every single day that can just get that momentum and extrapolate. So how do you get them? And one thing, for example, when I, I do the same thing, I'll send out to the guests, say, hey, share away. But how do you get them to do a share that counts? So for one, like my opinion, if you're going to tweet out it, it's honestly, I don't care if you have 200,000 followers. It's not going to do that I don't care much. if you're Gary Vaynerchuk. It's <laughs> yeah. not doing much. It's not doing much. So how do you get somebody? Because honestly, in my opinion, if, if somebody says, hey, I tweeted out, that's basically just saying, hey, like dodging you. Here you go. But how, how, how do you get somebody to share on Facebook? How do you get somebody to even better, which I would prefer is send out to your email list or send out in a way that's going to actually get engagement and tap into their audience. How do you convince your guests to do that? And in the earlier stages, before you have a big audience yourself, how, how do you conquer that? Yeah, and it's funny because it's something that you and I were chatting about in the pre-interview chat when you know we're talking about what our strategy is and what we're going to do for the Mastery Journal campaign. I just don't give them options. Like yeah. when I'm emailing people for the Mastery Journal campaign on the launch day, I'm saying, hey, 
I'd like you to email um, your list. And if you're willing to accompany that email with a Facebook post, that would be amazing. But if not, just an email will do. So I'm not even giving them other options because I don't care about Pinterest or Twitter no. or you know, you know, Instagram, you know, actually, to be honest with you is, you know, connected with Facebook too. So, I mean, it's, it's something that people definitely do have success with. And I get that people come back and say, well, I really do have a really engaged Twitter, you know, I mean, Instagram following, like that can be an option as well. But for me, what moves the needle in my business and, and really other successful entrepreneurs business in this day and age, you know, which is, we're talking in early 2017, um, is email, email moves email. the needle. It really does. So I've, you know, I give them crafted emails where I say, you know, please, you know, put this in your own words, but here's a really easy copy and paste email that you can use, switch around a few words, add a few personal things, and you can press send to your, and email your list, which is really going to benefit you because your audience is now going to um, be able to have an easy way to consume your story, your journey. And it's also going to be good for, for my audience or for, for my podcast because it's going to get the word out to more people. Yeah, 100%. So I, I want to go to, you said you got lucky. Now, yeah. I, I want to go into that and talk a little more detail <laughs> because, so one thing, you're the kind of guy, you're like me, like I know the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yes. So if you would have been at the right place at that time, you would have become successful in other areas. So for anybody listening, it may not be podcasting, but if you continuously to work hard, you're going to eventually hit your so-called luck one day. And I mean, for me, I seen one of my early stages going invented product and then finally crowdfunding came. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm starting to get lucky more and more. It's because we kept going. So that's one thing for everybody to know. Like, yes, we get lucky because we put ourselves in an opportunity to get lucky. So work hard and don't give up. The one thing though, for if somebody was going to start a podcast show right now, what would be their way to stand out? Because yes, a lot of people are jumping in there and we talked about this in Puerto Rico. What is going to be the way somebody can build an audience right now, starting from scratch in the podcasting world and actually stand out and be able to get where they can get sponsors and actually monetize that podcast show? So with my podcast, I was able to find early traction because I found my UVD, which is an acronym for unique, valuable, and distinguishing points. Like that's my, my podcast had all of those three things. It was unique, it was valuable, and it was distinguishable from other podcasts. Now, what was really critical um, back in 2012, but is even more so critical today, is you have to really be speaking to your niche. And when I say that, I was able to launch a podcast in 2012 that was speaking to inspiring entrepreneurs and a lot of that was speaking to inspiring entrepreneurs with the focus of inspiring other entrepreneurs. Now that was able to get traction because nobody else was doing it. It was unique. It was valuable. It was distinguishable because of all of those three things because it just it wasn't being done. But then when my podcast started getting all that traction, started hitting five figures a month, six figures a month and became a multi-million dollar a year business, there was a lot of people and they actually even named it the John Lee Dumas effect because so yeah. many people were now coming out with daily podcasts, interviewing, inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. And some of those did okay. Some of those completely flopped. And you know, some of them did somewhere in the middle of that uh, because they didn't speak to their unique audience. They just tried to kind of copy what, what was already successful out there. Now, one key thing is we Excuse me. We all are standing up on the shoulders of giants. I learn from those that have come before me. People right now are learning from me if, if I've come before yeah. them. 
and, and I'll learn from other people that, you know, even to this day who are doing other things like in the crowdfunding world or in the book writing world, whatever it might be. I mean, one person that, that I admire greatly, you know, is Peter Vug, who's like 28 years old, you know, even though I'm almost 10 years older than him, like he, he has the experience, you know, of writing, you know, a best-selling book. And so now as I, you know, move past my journey of the journals and moving into actually writing a book, like I'm going to be learning from him because he's been there, he's done that, and it's all about the experience and that level. So for the podcasters that are out there, you need to say, "Hey, who am I going to serve as an individual and how can I just start a movement of one?" And that one person is then going to turn into two. It's going to turn into four, turn into eight as you start to build up that initial momentum. But your goal as a podcast host is to have somebody hear your podcast and say, wow, did Brandon create that podcast just for me? Because I'm a fisherman in Northwest Canada <laughs> and his podcast is about fishing in Northwest Canada. This is insane. Yeah. And of course that person is going to listen to that podcast and then tell his fishing buddies about it. And then you can start from the ground up, get that groundswell going step by step by step. So don't start broad, which is by the way how I did. But again, I was lucky because I was able to yeah. back in 2012. But in 2017, don't start broad and then try to build off of that. Start small and then build off of that. And as you get the momentum, then you can broaden out and include more things. And maybe two years later, you become fishing in all of Canada and then North America and then the world. Who knows how your brand is going to build, but it has to start with one. Find your specific niche in your avatar. And that's one thing. Like When I first started podcasting, John, I want to before I got started, so I watched you and then also Lewis Howes. And you were yeah. the two that I studied before I even launched. And then I got into which I never would have thought that I was going to become buddies with you. But I learned from that. I always looked at people that had already done something I wanted to do. And you guys picked your niche. So that's one thing for everybody listening. You need to pick a specific niche and an avatar and stay in that field. And even if it's a smaller audience, if that audience is a strict niche, you can really sell to that audience as well. Totally. So one one question that I wanted to ask you because you know when we first started this show, I talked about how we met on the podcast show. And one thing I do and some of the best business deals and opportunities I've done has been from bringing guests on and talking about business or ways we can collaborate. What are some some ways you've used podcasting? This is beyond the money you've made through sponsorship and beyond Podcasters Paradise. What are some ways you've used podcasting for bring guests on to to make business relationships or leverage deals or use things to help you in your business with the guests that you have on? Well, a great example of that would be joint ventures. And I'll speak about an, uh, a specific one in a second here that's been incredibly fruitful for us and what we've done since then to grow that specific relationship. But to kind of go out of an overall view right now, a joint venture is essentially you finding somebody who has a product or a service or a community or any of the above that will work really well for your audience, bringing them on, having them share what that product, that service, that book, that whatever is, and then you getting a cut of any sales that are made from that. So here's a great example. Russell Brunson. He is a great entrepreneur. He's been a great entrepreneur for many years. Um, he actually had a podcast for a while um, that was a really good podcast that he just recorded while he was commuting to his office. So that was <laughs> yeah. that, that was his podcast, which is cool because it just kind of shows you, hey, podcast doesn't have to be that serious. You can just be in your car driving along, you know, hit the record button on your phone, you're off to the races. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, and why not? It's great because podcasting is not supposed to be like NPR, boring, monotone radio. It's supposed to be fun, relaxing, intimate, you know, ha you know, hang 10, whatever. But so Russell Brunson created this great company called Click 
ClickFunnels. And ClickFunnels is essentially just like lead pages, if anybody's ever heard of lead pages, but it's just a really easy way to have splash pages, webinar registration, um, to do a landing page. They've since kind of even grown the company more, so now it has affiliate programs and all these different cool things where you can really do this all within ClickFunnels. It's kind of like your all-in-one solution for an entrepreneur to market yourself. So I knew that Russell was coming up with this, uh, coming out with this book called Dot Com Secrets. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be a book that was going to be free. Um, you know, plus shipping it was like three or four dollars for shipping, but he was going to sell the hardcover book for free. You know, all you had to do was just enter in your, your name, your address. He's going to mail you the book. And then um, the book is obviously incredibly valuable. He, he wrote, because I, I read the book first and I loved the book. You know, Kate read the book. She loved the book. We both loved it. We're like, wow, this is really valuable. And then at the end, you know, he talks in a very straightforward manner about his company ClickFunnels and why it's valuable. And so I brought him on the show and we talked about um, his book and how it was free and some great value bomb takeaways from it. And then I drove people to, you know, eofire.com slash Dot com, whatever it was at that time. This is yeah. years ago. And over 850 people went and, and entered their information in to have the book shipped to them. So many so, in fact, because he, he, you know, he's a big promoter that he now uses me in his talks from stage when he talks about like the value of podcasting and going on different yeah. shows as a guest podcast host. And so I um, made thousands of dollars from that initial podcast episode. But then what was amazing is that I was finding later that a lot of those people that were reading the full book were then becoming ClickFunnels customers and they were also tagged to me. So now I was getting these big affiliate checks from people who were joining ClickFunnels and taking part in that program. So much so that I reached back out to Russell and I said, Russell, how about I have you back on the show and we'll just talk about ClickFunnels and then we'll drive people to a, a webinar that we'll host together and we'll just talk about how, you know, like, how entrepreneurs should be using funnels and some more value bombs. And then we'll talk about why they should be in click funnels. And we did that joint webinar together, which did over six figures, just that nice. one webinar. And I'm looking at actually, while we were talking, I pulled up my click funnels registration. And since I had Russell on the show a couple of years ago, I have a lifetime earnings of $247,000 wow. every single, and he pays out affiliates every single week, every single week I'm getting, and this is a week by the way, not every month, every week I'm getting between four to $6,000 <laughs> um, just deposited into my PayPal account from people that have joined ClickFunnels and so much so Brandon that Kate and I came together and said, hey, how can we even turn this up even more? So Kate went off and created a completely free course that's called funnelonfire.com. It's a free course. Anybody actually listening right now can go to and check it out. It's a completely free course, eight days, on how you can create funnels that convert. And guess what the day eight is? It's, well, if you really want to take your funnels to the next level, we use ClickFunnels. We think you should too. So now we've created a free course that thousands of people have gone through where at the end we're saying you should check out ClickFunnels because it'd be a great opportunity. So joint ventures is another outside of the box way that you can really kind of ignite your revenue generation as a podcaster. That's what I love. It's so funny you bring that up because literally last night I was listening to some of his stuff on webinars and my team right now is actually going through creating the funnel and we're doing one of our first webinars for one of my programs and I mean he knows his stuff. He has a great story and I just saw recently too with you guys working together. So the timing on that, that's cool and yeah. obviously JV Partnerships is huge and if you can be able to to work with each other's lists, email lists, and offer value to them, you can really profit from them. Totally. So, so what is one thing you 
and I get this when I'm interviewing people, when I have them say something to me, and it's like for coaching too, it's one thing that somebody brings in from a different perspective that makes you think totally differently. So for you, you've had a lot of guests on this show, but what is one time where a guest made you think differently about something in a totally different way? Well, this is huge. And I'd say probably Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the people that first put the thought in my head. And I just kind of kept going down that road and found amazing success. So like most entrepreneurs, when I started, I was just quickly saying, how can I scale and leverage everything to the max so that you know I can inspire more people, make more money, take back more time, and stop doing that, that one-on-one stuff when I realized it's super important as an entrepreneur to do things that don't scale. Gary Vaynerchuk is famous for doing this. If anybody watches his Daily V show, it's, it's incredible Like how many times he does things that don't scale. But of course, it's kind of misleading. Yeah, it, it kind of is misleading to say that because he's saying it, but it really scales. Because guess what? Now we're talking about that. So this is a, a major form of Gary Vaynerchuk scaling things that don't scale oh, because he will call somebody that leaves him a tweet and he'll have a 15-minute phone conversation with them. Now, does that one-on-one phone conversation scale? Not so much, but does me talking about Gary Vaynerchuk doing that on a random podcast You know that I'm talking on right now? Yes, it does scale because now people are listening. They're like, oh, I maybe I need to go back and check out Gary Vaynerchuk's daily V shows now, and it just continues to compound from that. So I continuously do things that don't scale. Every time somebody joins Podcasters Paradise, I call them one-on-one, and I say, Brandon, Thank you for joining Podcasters Paradise. Uh, it means a lot that you're putting your trust in Kate and myself. And oh, by the way, um, how'd, you hear, how'd you hear about us? That one-on-one conversation doesn't scale, but guess what? That answer that I get about how people found yeah. out about us, amplified, scales massively. So now I start to find out ways that people are hearing about us most commonly, and I can pour igniter fluid on those areas and scale that. So doing things that don't scale allows you to get information to scale that that truly like now you saying that because I've said that probably two times in the last week you have to do things that don't scale Gary V style and I literally say Gary V style yeah. so that must be working <laughs> because I mean for crowdfunding even for the campaigns like we worked on and in the Master Journal one thing I said is you have to send out them individual emails and it may take longer and this goes for a book launch this goes for selling this goes for a lot of things and people don't realize that you need to send that personal message sometimes you need to do that call you need to make it personal instead of just treating somebody as a number and doing an email blast because your conversion rate is going to be so much more. And I've found out from doing personal emails for selling bigger packages, like they convert. I've spent like eight hours before on 10 emails and the conversion rate was really well because I made it very thought out. So one thing is anybody listening, make sure you do the things that are very personable. Sometimes you have to do the things that at that moment doesn't seem scalable, but in the future it will scale. And talking about scalability, so how much did you grow before you started scaling? So at what point did you have to bring more people on your team to get it to the point to scale, John, for your show? So when you first started, I mean, you got a year in, but then you had to recruit people, obviously. What did that look like for, for knowing who you needed to bring on to scale and when should you not bring people on? Yeah, well, I'll just uh, finish up your point too, which I totally agree with. If I ever see a BCC, like I'm BCCC on something, <laughs> I, I literally I don't even read the email. And <laughs> and if I get like you know an email blast that you know I know is is not a personalized email, it d- doesn't have nearly the same weight. But when I'm going through all of my past guests and asking them to support the Mastery Journal launch, you know the first line is you know 
hey, Brandon, you know, this is John. This is a personal email. You know, by the way, thank you for rocking episode. And then I list out, because you've been on multiple episodes. Yeah. I actually put in the episodes that you were in because I want them to know that this is an email that I took the time not just to address you, because of course that can be replicated, but to actually just put the episodes of EO Fire that you were in. And I do that because like, I want this person to know that this is a one-to-one email. And the response that we've gotten on these you know, have been through the roof compared to if I had done it the other way, which most of them wouldn't even have been read. And then I follow up and I say, you know, people haven't responded. Then I follow up and I say, hey, Brandon, um, you know, just by the way, like, I, know you, you, I noticed you haven't emailed me yet. Um, just wondering why. Like, this is just a quick follow-up. <laughs> Because this is a personal email for me, you know, and, and I make sure that that comes through. And, so, that, and that actually did happen too, by the way. You, and that did you happen followed, to you. <laughs> you followed yeah. me up and I, I plan on doing it, but it, so you, that's the thing. We get so crazy in life and I get so many, and I know you yeah. do too. You got to follow up. Got to follow up. Follow-up's key. I mean, I probably have grown the amount of responses by 30%. And most of the people are thankful. They're like, oh, John, thanks for following up. You know, it was the holidays. It was crazy times. So don't worry about following up. I mean, that's a great takeaway from what we're talking about now too. But to, more, uh, to really hit up your, your question about my team, one thing that I think is so important is that we as entrepreneurs focus on our strengths. That's absolutely critical. Now, when you're an entrepreneur starting off and you have to bootstrap because you just have to um, because of finances or just because of lack of resource, whatever it might be, you have to do everything. And that's just how we start. And that's not a bad thing because it makes you learn and it makes you hustle and, and you can really you know, get a lot of information and knowledge quickly by having to be on the front lines on everything. But then once you start cresting that hill and getting that initial momentum, it's so important um, to start focusing just on your strengths. Because if you can focus on your strengths, then you're going to amplify the things that you're best at. And that's what people want. They want what people are best at, you know, and just because we've said Gary Vaynerchuk a few times, like I'll I'll go back to him once more, like I don't want Gary Vaynerchuk writing me an email because he sucks at writing. He's a bad writer. (laughs) He admits it. But I do want him going on a rant on video because he's amazing at oh, that. He's good. Answering a random question from an audience member. Like, that's where his strengths are. So he focuses on that. I don't want him to, to, to try to be Mr. Everything. I'm not going to read his emails because they'll suck, but I'll love watching his rants. So for me, when I realized what my strengths were, I said, okay, now how can I go and backfill what my weaknesses are and bring people on the team that are good at things that I'm bad at? And that's how you build and that's how you scale. And it should just be one person at a time and the areas that you need help in the most and that you're the weakest in until you get to a point you know, where you can even maybe hopefully get to a point where you're hiring you know, a Brandon T. Adams Jr. if you're Brandon T. Adams, who is very similar to Brandon. So that guy can step in and do a lot of things that Brandon does well. But now Brandon can just go to that elite of the elites of exactly. things that he's good at. Your team is everything. And I mean, so that, that leads good into the Freedom Journal. I mean, when we launched that in 2016, I mean, we had a team. I mean, I, I with my crowdfunding team, with, with the, um, your team that you had for creating the book, with Kate, everyone. I mean, we had a team to launch that campaign, and, which made it the sixth largest uh, publishing campaign in history. And that book is amazing, which it helps you set and accomplish your goals, which I'll share with the audience. I mean, you interviewed 15 or at that time 1,200 entrepreneurs, and one thing they had in common is they set and accomplished goals, which is huge. And by the way, I always refer back to the Freedom Journal because I always tell people write your goals down every single day 
because life gets crazy. You got to set your goals daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and and that turned into a huge success. But I'm curious to see, John. I haven't ever asked you this. Based off of the thousands of entrepreneurs who have had huge success with the Freedom Journal, what is the the big thing you learned or observation you made from the people that went through the book? from day one to a hundred. What is one thing you've learned from seeing all them successes? Just honestly, the rituals they now implement it into their lives because now they have a structure that they have never followed a structure before, most of them. And now the Freedom Journal gave them that structure for the first time in their lives and how quickly that structure that was foreign to them has now become second nature. So much so that I've had people you know, that are on their third or fourth uh, Freedom Journal at this point that literally now are just taking sheets of paper and are just going down through it because it's all ingrained now. It's yeah. just, it's part of them. That ritual, that mindset has completely shifted them. You know, if anybody's read the book, um, The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg. Great book. It yeah. talks about how when you, when you do habits consistently for months and you do them hundreds of times, you're actually grow bridges between your neurons that were never there before because you're literally building rituals and building habits in your brain. You're connecting neurons and then it just makes it so much easier um, to do it the second time, the third time, the fourth time. It just gets easier, easier, easier until it's, it's actually hard not to do those things. So when you're building the right habits and the right rituals because of the structure you have, you just keep winning and it keeps compounding in that great direction. So that's what I've seen with the Freedom Drone that's really blown me away is that people you know, were struggled getting that initial, that initial, having that initial structure placed on their lives because a lot of them for the first, you know, it was for the first time. And once they fought through that barrier, you know, those 40, 50, 60 days, however long, some people might have taken two freedom journals to do it. But when they fought through and they came on the other side, now it's just a part of their lives and it's going to be just as hard to break that as it was to build it, which is a great thing because guess what? They wanted to build those habits and they don't want to break them. So it's probably going to be their uh, their life ritual now. Yeah, I'm honored to say I'm a small part of the, the Freedom Journal. I mean, with that launch and everything. Huge I part. Mean, I mean, that was an amazing ride and, and especially seeing that. I mean, we raised $100,000 in 33 hours and, and then when it just, it kept going and going and like we didn't really have a slow part in that campaign and just seeing, I mean, every single day I'm looking at my computer and looking at the Facebook group, like people <laughs> are like, thank you, John Lee Dumas, like showing their huge successes. And I'm like, wow, it, it's cool to see what we created out of that yeah. and what it's come to. But now it, it's not stopping. I mean, beyond the Freedom Journal, Let's talk about the Mastery Journal. So the Mastery Journal is something that I'm incredibly excited about. I really feel like the Mastery Journal is my best work. I really do. It's It seems to be the culmination of my 37 years on this planet and specifically, <laughs> you know, the last four almost now, you know, coming up, you know, we're in our, into our fifth year now with Entrepreneur on Fire. Uh, it's the culmination thus far of everything that I've done, both my failures and flops and my successes and wins. It really is a culmination of all of those things because you know, the, the Freedom Journal, the, the whole mindset behind that was I saw my guests of EO Fire were great at setting and accomplishing goals. And I wanted to bring that to my audience, Fire Nation. With the Mastery Journal, you know, I looked inwards and I said, you know, I am frankly a very successful entrepreneur. You know, I've now 
generated over $10 million in my business since I've launched. You know, I turned EO Fire into a multi-million dollar a year business. What are my strengths? I, I know I have a ton of weaknesses. I yeah. can't write a I can't write a book on that because it would be bigger than the Bible. But I can write a book on my strengths, which frankly are three: productivity, discipline, and focus. Those are my three greatest strengths. I am incredibly productive when I set my mind to it. I'm incredibly disciplined thanks to the army and other things that I've done and learned throughout my life. And I am very focused. That is the thing I can just put blinders on and just go to town. And, and by the way, this, these are things that, you know, even as a child, my mother would say, I'd put you in the corner with Legos. And it was like nothing <laughs> else Legos. existed in the world. It was just you and those Legos. And you would build and tear it down yeah. and build and tear it down. And, you know, th- those are three skills that I, I've had at some levels throughout my life. But let me tell you, the fact that I've been focusing on those three skills in the past year um, I've mastered them. I've become a master of those three skills. And the Mastery Journal is your step-by-step guide to master productivity, to master discipline, and to master focus in 100 days. It is literally the step-by-step guide where you can follow to become a master of those three skills. And again, it's my life's work. It's the culmination of what I've done. And I just can't wait to see people's feedback and, and the success stories that are going to come from that. Well, I got to say, when we, we we filmed in Puerto Rico, we, we ran. And one thing you do is you, you run, is it 2.1 miles, John? Well, it's 2.1 to the top of the mountain. It's to, it's a 4.2 mile round trip run. Uh, so, John, and we got good footage and John's like, yeah. "Okay, we're going to we're going to run this." And I mean, I I'm I'm pretty athletic and You're in great fit. shape. I'm in great shape, but this hill was like <laughs> man, this hill was tetris. Like I looked at it, I'm like, "Oh, John." And we're going, we're running it, and John's beating me. And I'm thinking to myself, "I am not Gonna let JLD. I'm ten years older than like, you. Ten years older than me. Show me up, and like I wanted to stop because it was like it was painful. But we ran it all the way to the top. You beat me. Uh, I beat you. Ten years on me, you beat me. <laughs> but that <laughs> that just showed your discipline to do that. And it, I mean, it was a great view too, by the way, on top. Oh, and then gorgeous. we got the drone footage, which, by the way, check that footage out. Check out that campaign. So where can people find the crowdfunding campaign for the Master Journal? Well, we keep it simple, Brandon. It's very important to keep things simple. TheMasteryJournal.com will take you to the Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign, which is live starting on January 23rd through February 24th. So during those 33 days, TheMasteryJournal.com will take you to the Kickstarter campaign where you can check out that incredible video that we put together, all shot in Puerto Rico, which I'm really proud about. Amy Porterfield helped us out with the intro, which was amazing. Amazing. And we just had a blast doing that. And then if you're listening to this for whatever reason, because you know it's the power of podcasting, after February 24th, no worries. TheMasteryJournal.com will actually take you to a website where you can still watch the video order the Mastery Journal, learn more about the Mastery Journal. So this is it's an evergreen link. It'll always take you to where you want to be, either the Kickstarter campaign or the uh, website itself. And we're really excited about this launch. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to us breaking some records. I know we're going to break the previous record. It, I highly suggest anybody listening. I mean, when I tell you books to read or things to check out, 
you know that I'm not full of it. This is definitely something you want to check out. Go to themasterjournal.com. Check it out. Check out the video. Back the campaign. Heck, back for multiple different uh, rewards that we have. We have combo packs. Combo packs. We're calling them success packs. So if you really want to supercharge what you have going on, you can get the Mastery Journal and the Freedom Journal combined. Did did you give any opportunities for people to snatch you up to come speak at your event or speak at their event? Yes. I have two Two? opportunities for me to come speak at your event. Brandon actually snagged the first one last year. Yeah, last year. Yep. Yep. So that was awesome. And I also have two days with JLD, which both were snagged last year as well, except this year, you get to come down to Puerto Rico and spend a whole oh, day. With I, I, I gotta say that is worth <laughs> like a hundred grand because the day we spent, I mean, we filmed, we had fun, we we got to see the tropical area, we had a few drinks. Like it was, it was a great day. I'll never forget. So highly suggest that. Check that out. One more question I want to ask you, John: If you were going to die tomorrow, what? is one life lesson you'd want to share with your kids. What's something you want to share with them so they could live a life of a fulfillment, of success, and everything that you'd want them to live? So this is going to be interesting because you know I, I know a lot of people might go deep here, but I'm actually going the other way because my, my parting advice then would be to chill out. I would say, <laughs> dude, chill out because this is the problem. And this was my biggest problem growing up is I was just so focused on the future. You know, I was 16. I couldn't wait to go to college. I was in college. I couldn't wait to graduate. I was in the army. I couldn't wait to get out of the army. When I was out of the army, I couldn't wait to start. You know, it was just like always that next thing. And I was just like, why don't you just chill out, realize that your life is long. Yes, it's going to feel like it goes fast when you look back on it, but it's a long life. You have years and decades and for you know some people, hopefully a century to, to, to be on this earth. So just chill out, like enjoy the moments, do what you enjoy, do what brings value to this world, try a bunch of things out, stop being scared of failing and, and overall just chill out. I like that. That's some good stuff. And if you guys want to follow him and see John, who chills out, follow his Snapchat. John, what's your Snapchat? <laughs> John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas. So John and I both love to snap, obviously. You guys know that I do, but John does too. I highly suggest you connect with him. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun. And everybody listening, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show with JLD. That was a great show. There's a lot of things to take away there for anybody that wants to start podcasting. He knows his stuff. Check out his podcast show. If you're not listening to it already, I imagine you are. Entrepreneur on Fire. Great show. And check out The Mastery Journal. Go to themasteryjournal.com and it'll take you to the Kickstarter campaign that we have going on right now. Pledge of the campaign. There's some pretty cool things there. I know last year I took up his his opportunity for him to come speak at our event, Young Entrepreneur Convention, which is a pretty awesome pledge level. And then also, if you want to be able to spend a day with him in Puerto Rico, I've been there. It's quite the experience. It's worth every single penny. Trust me. Take him up on it. But uh, if you haven't connected with me yet on Snapchat, connect with me, btadams18. Or if you're interested in taking your business and lifestyle to the next level and you want to join the Live to Grind crew, go to livetogrind.com. 
Check out all the programs we have there that we're working on and where we can help you one-on-one to take your business and lifestyle to the next level, to help you become an influencer in your field or help you in other areas of your life. That's it, everyone. Until next time, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.